Hi, this is Walford Kaufman, the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina, and this is our online sermon. Yes, it's a little practice time for me. I'm preaching this to an empty uh, sanctuary on Thursday, November the 19th, but this is a sermon that I will be preaching uh, in our uh, Family Life Center during this COVID-19 social distancing days, and we will be preaching this, I will be preaching this, on November the 22nd there. But thank you for sharing in this. I know many people are still very hesitant to get out. And so we have this opportunity. You give me some practice time, but I'm trying to, to get beyond just preaching to a, a piece of equipment, a microphone and a, a camera. I'm wanting to preach to hearts because God can work in so many, many different ways. And I hope that God is working now through this to touch your heart. We're looking through a sermon series called Finding Meaning. Finding Meaning. And this particular one, the fourth in a, a series of five sermons, is in a purpose to live for. Finding Meaning in a Purpose to Live For. So go ahead and get your Bible open. Just one verse, uh, that uh, main verse that we're going to be looking at. There'll be other verses. But we're going to look at Genesis, the second chapter, verse 7. Genesis 2, verse 7. Today, we're looking about how special we are. And we are special. We're made in the image of God. But think about it, not just being made in the image of God, we were formed by the hands of God. How special it was. God was personally involved in creating the first man. And that means He created us. God got there with that dirt. Just think it. it he, the, the dirt that He created the dirt that he just spoke and it was there. But he took that dirt in his hands. And then deforming us and shaping us just like we are today. Just think of how he designed everything. It, it just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. I can have an x-ray, don't show anything. Uh, have a CAT scan, nothing shows up. Maybe just a little problem. But then to go have surgery and look, oh, it's something hidden back in there. But God can see it because, you know why He can see it? He created us. Every little part of us, every little particle of us, God created, even down to that ugly little small toenail that you have. Everybody has one of those. And so God formed us. And so He was personally involved. And then what made it so special was God breathed in us. It was His breath. We were still just a, a form, just a body, but not being a person until He breathed in us. And even with all that, how special we are, a lot of times we find ourselves asking, why am I here? Do you ever ask yourself that? Why am I here? What is my purpose in life? No matter what age we are, I know going through those teenage years, we ask, well, you know, why am I here? But sometimes as we get to be senior adults, we still ask that question, why am I here? So let's look at this and how important it is for us. And so, uh, what is our purpose in life? What is your purpose in life? Is it to survive? Just to get through another day? There seems to be a lot of us doing that nowadays. Just, just get me through this day. That's all I ask. Surviving. Maybe your purpose is to have success. I mean, you want to be the top in whatever field you may be in. You want to be successful. You want to have also significance. 
that when that last day comes, that you can look back and say, I did something. Now, I hope it's the right thing. And, but what is your purpose in life? Uh, Casey Woodling, and I'm not, I don't, have not met this professor. This is a professor from Coastal Carolina, teaches uh, religious studies and philosophy there. But this person wrote in the magazine, Philosophy Now, that about our purpose in life. Now listen to this very carefully. And, and I'm not attacking this person. I'm, I might be attacking the concept here, but listen to this. This writer, Casey Woodland, wrote this. What makes a human life have meaning or significance is not the mere living of life, but reflecting on the living of a life. He writes, I'm sorry, I, I have a little bit of education, but that's still the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's not that we're asking that question, but that we take time and reflect on living a life like that. So, you know, for me to find purpose in life, you know, for me to find purpose in life, it's very simple. I don't have to have a PhD to have this. Is simply get connected with the creator of life, the one that created me, and stay close to him. That's all. So let's look at our scripture. Just one verse here in Genesis 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Let's pray. Father, let us learn truly what is our purpose in life. And that is to love you and to serve you and to worship you and just get closer and closer to you. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do as we just turn away from the things of this world and just get closer to you. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing that we look at is the world's concept of purpose. The world's concept of purpose. We all know that the world's concept of purpose is pleasure. That's one of the first things, is pleasure. I tried to find some numbers. Boy, you go on the internet and you can pull up all kind of stuff, about anything you want. But there was one study about two years old that talks about the average uh, family spends $200 a month on pleasure. And I started looking at that, and I said, it didn't make sense. As I read more and more. It was $200. Folks, some of you are spending that much money on cable or satellite TV. And then think about it. But this did not include vacations and all. It did not include the other things. And I said, well, we spent a whole lot more than that. Uh, look at how much money is spent on sports every weekend. Just to go see your grandchildren involved in sports can cost you a fortune. But what about the other things? Alcohol. Hmm? What about alcohol addiction that you, for pleasure? What about the other things? We want to have the best. I mean, people, you remember the days when people used to have a cell phone because it was used to talk to people? Now people want a cell phone because wherever they're at, they can watch their movies. They can watch their sporting events. It's all about pleasure. You remember when we used to go on vacations for rest? R-E-S-T. We went on vacations for rest. Now most of us, after we've been on vacation for a week, have got to come back and guess what? Rest up another week. 
We're always pushing ourselves, but that's the things of this world. Uh, our purpose is just to have pleasure. And then another purpose in this world today is possessions. You know, I've got to have it. Why do you have to have it? I just have to. It used to be we would use this concept, well, everybody else has it, so I've got, we, we don't even worry about that anymore. We see it, we want it right then. Right then. How many children cannot remember what they received for Christmas just last year? How many adults cannot remember what they bought themselves for Christmas last year? Possessions, possessions. 1 Timothy 6, 7 says this, For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. We need to be reminded all these things that we're wanting to accumulate, and we got more storage buildings than ever before, because what? we got to have it, even though we don't use it. And so, you know, think about this. The world also tells us to have purpose. We need to have prestige. Prestige. What is prestige? I remember being in high school. The idea of prestige was seeing these people walking around with these Leatherman jackets, I think it called. You know, like the ball teams and have their uh, letters on there. Oh, that was cool. That was prestigious. I mean, and, and it needs to be because if you've been on a team and you worked hard, you need to have that jacket. But I want to tell you, it's not cool to wear a Leatherman's jacket when you're in your 50s. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. We don't want to be doing that, but prestige. I love that scripture. Mark 10, verse 31, it says this, But many who are first will be last, and the last first. I'm so glad of that, because I want to tell you how many times I've gone to get in a line thinking this is going to be the fastest line to get in, and I'm the one, it's the last one to come through. But the scripture tells us, in the end there, the first will be last, and the last first. So it is, not, it is not pleasure, it is not possessions, it is not prestige. It is not that. So what is God's purpose for us? What is God's purpose for us? Well, the first one may blow your mind. The first one is to be His friend. You say, well, how can that be? How can I be a friend of God? It's in the Scriptures, folks. You remember a fellow called Abraham? Look at Abraham. James 2.23 refers to Abraham. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. God's friend. Now let's go back and check a few things. Abraham was not a perfect man. Abraham was not an angel. Abraham did not do everything perfect. Go back and check what he did. But Abraham was called God's friend. Why? He lived out God's purpose for his life. Living out God's purpose. That's what, see, Abraham believed, and it was credited to him, and he was called God's friend. That's all we got to do. We, we don't have to go over and beyond what God wants us to do. We don't have to beat everybody else out. We simply need to do what God has already called us and purposed us for. But also, what God's purpose for us is to help 
others. To help others. We see this example here in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So see what that scripture says? We are God's handiwork. That's where it all started. In His hands. And we have been given all we need to do these good works. But these good works are not for us. It's not to put in our trophy case. It's not to put in our back pocket. The things that these good works that He's already created us for are for us to help others. That's how God planned it out. God didn't say, go take care of yourself. He said, go take care of others. To go take care of others. But there's another purpose for us. And that is to influence the world. To influence the world. Mark 16.15 says this. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Now I want you to put a little note there. I just said that our purpose is to influence the world. Put a little note by that word influence. One person at a time. See, I know I freaked you out. I know you already started making a thousand excuses because I've done the very same thing. But see what happens here. We are influenced the world not by jumping out way out there. We start with one step, one person, one day at a time for His glory. And you say, well, I can't preach. Yes, you do. You preach every day Every moment of your life, the way you live your life, you are already preaching. So every believer in Jesus Christ is called to go influence the world. But remember, one person at a time. So how do I have a life with purpose? Well, before we get into my little outline, before you can have a life with purpose, you have to have a purpose. <laughs> you, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I pray this day that if you've never confessed your sin, it's very simple. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And invite Jesus into your heart. Do you understand everything? No. Do you have everything laid out for you right now? Not, not you, but God has, but... Don't worry about that. It's taking this step of faith right now. Confess your sin. Invite Jesus in. You're never going to have a purpose in life until you invite Jesus to take control of your life. But for you believers, what are some things that you need to be doing? First is review your schedule. If you want to have a life with purpose, review your schedule. How can you have a, a, a life with purpose if you keep pushing God out of your schedule. A few weeks ago, a sermon talked about the importance of Sunday. What was the deal? The whole purpose of Sunday was that you were putting in your calendar, you were putting down on your schedule that this is the day that I'm going to honor God. I'm going to spend time resting and learning and growing in God. See, look at your schedule. Most of you don't even have a moment to worship a mighty God. You pushed Him out. You got everything else scheduled but God. So it starts by reviewing your schedule. And then review your budget. Review your budget. I mean, we got all kind of technology today. 
I mean, even on your phones, but you know, on the computers and all this, do a, do a pie chart and all this. Do a graph. Review your credit card statement. Do all this. But look, what is coming first in your life? Well, I've got to pay the bills. Well, what bills? Well, you know, a house, we need a house. Do you need food? Yes, you need food. Do you need insurance? Yes, you need health care. Yes, you need all things. But I want you to keep on looking at that budget and how many times God is not even in your budget. You say, you're just trying to raise money for the church. I'm not raising the money for the church. I'm just asking, what are you doing for God? And you say, well, uh, you know, okay, you don't want to give it to a church. Are you giving it to people in need? Are you giving it to the homeless? Are you giving it to those, uh, uh, those ladies that are thinking about abortion that we can minister to them and keep them from uh, having that baby, t baby taken away? No. What are you doing? You don't like the established church, the organized church? Okay. You need to deal with the Lord about that. But I just want to ask you right now, as you look at your budget, your personal budget, and you say you want to have a purpose-filled life, is that purpose to honor God with your finances? That's between you and God. So look at that. You're going to have a hard time discovering your purpose if you don't want to take time to give to His work now. But the third thing you need to do is review your relationships. Review your relationships. Are you allowing certain friendships, are you allowing certain relationships to pull you away from God? Maybe these relationships that will not allow you to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Now I know this is going to be shocking to hear this. Sometimes you've got to turn away from your family. You say, but preacher, we're supposed to love our family. Love them. Pray for them. But don't let them pull you away from God's purpose. How many how many men and women have been called by God, purposed by God to be a missionary, to be a minister, to be a leader in the church, and the family, the family said no. I'm not, you're not going off to some foreign country. If God's called you, who are you going to listen to? So maybe it's even your family, but what about some other friends? Well, maybe some people do not live in a life that glorifies the Lord, but you say, oh, but preacher, don't we supposed to hang out with lost people so we can witness to them? Yes. We're supposed to have lost people that do not know Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior as friends so we can minister to them. But don't let them pull you down. If you find yourself pull, uh, being pulled down by them, get away from that relationship. Get away from that friendship. And you say, well, I'm worried about them. Turn them over to God. God can do a whole lot more with them than you can. Some of you might have to walk away from a dating relationship. But, oh, but He loves me so much and He cares. Well, I'm tired of being alone. Yes, I understand that. But God will provide for you. So look at your relationships. But the last thing... And this needs to be said because I'm going to be preaching this on a Sunday before Thanksgiving. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks to God for creating you. Give thanks for Him making you just like you are. Red hair, no hair, freckles, I mean blemishes, whatever you call. 
give thanks that it has placed you at this time as crazy as 2020 has been. God has a purpose for you right now. COVID-19 did not stop God's work. Be reminded of that over and over again. God didn't get caught unexpected. I didn't think of that. God put you here for a purpose. Give thanks. He created you. He's formed you. He's placed you here. He's, give thanks for the struggles that you're going through. As crazy as this is. This can, can be the best time. We may look back on this time years from now. We got closer to our family. We got closer to our friends. We got closer to God. And so you think about this. Give thanks that He is in control. That He is in control. You know what? Give thanks. Give thanks when we acknowledge, I mean, we finally admit it, we finally admit it. God knows best. God knows best. That's when we're going to have freedom. That's when we're going to be released of all these problems. And that's when we're going to find purpose in our life. See, today, God might be calling you to go work at a soup kitchen. God might be calling you to deliver meals to the, the elderly. God might be calling you just to check on that older neighbor that has no family and minister to them. God has called you. That purpose is not always to be in the great pulpits or to go to a foreign country. That purpose might be right now just to love on those in your family. Today, there's a purpose for you. Not to be created. That purpose is already there when you were created. Trust in Him today. Let's pray. Father, I thank You for this message. For we're all seeking a purpose in our life. We might have had the same job. We might have been in the same house. We might have had the same family set up for many, many years. But we're still seeking that purpose that you have for us for right now, for this moment. Let us be obedient. And it starts first by just admitting you know what is best, even for us. Lord, forgive us when we've run from you for so long. Today, let us just fall into your arms. Lord, you can handle it. And you'll take care of us. Bless each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you. And if you've made a decision, whether trusting the Lord for the first time, or a rededication of your life, whatever, i love to hear from you. Please call me. My cell phone number is 864-812-0073. That's 864 864- 812-0073. Uh, you can text me on that number there too, or you can email me at pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. Pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. Love to hear from you. But now I'm going to just share a prayer list, uh, some updates for our church family. And so... Um, uh, if you'd like to uh, stay tuned to this, please, even if you're not a member of the church, but just share with you some of the things going on. This coming Sunday, 
We're going to be collecting items for the Connie Maxwell Children's Home, a great ministry that our state convention and local churches are involved in. And, and so if you could get us a, a bag of sugar or, or some uh, jar of mayonnaise, uh, mustard, stuff like that, that's the kind of items. We have a whole thing on our website that you can check out, the whole list, and that's GaffneySouthside.com, GaffneySouthside.com. And so you can get a list of that. But we're collecting these items uh, for Connie Maxwell Children's Home this coming Sunday. Also, the, the following Sunday, we will be having a, um, a time to get the items for prisoner packets. They're very specific on the items they need, and that can be found on our website too. Or if you'd like to make a donation and we can buy the items, you can do that. You can find a way to give on our website. And then, uh, let me see, there's some other things. Uh, the Sunday school teachers, workers, are going to be uh, meeting this coming Sunday at 9.30. Uh, be meeting in the choir room area. And then we're getting ready for Sunday school. That's going to be starting on the first Sunday of December. Pray that it's able to do that. I know there's been a rise in numbers with COVID-19. And uh, so we're watching that and, and observing that. Uh, things may have to change a little bit, but that's what we want to do is start Sunday school back the first Sunday of December. Uh, Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Our goal was 5000 for this year. And we'll be collecting that very soon. And uh, just so many different other things that are happening uh, that hopefully that you can still be involved. Folks, even though you might be just watching this on video, that doesn't mean you still can't be a part of the ministry and the work of the church. And so let me encourage you to be involved. Uh, now as we look at the prayer list, uh, let's do remember uh, some folks. Uh, Rick Wilkins is going to have a CT scan on November the 30th. Faye Carty is having outpatient surgery to remove wire from her knee. That'll be done on this coming Friday, which will be the, what, the 21st. And so remember her. Uh, pray for Earl Cole. Uh, he has four broke ribs, all due to a car accident. Somebody ran a stop sign and hit him. And so uh, do remember him in prayer. Uh, Tyler Bryant uh, was injured in a fall from a deer stand. Uh, praise the Lord that as he fell, his gun went one way and he went another. But do pray for him. Raymond Yelton is going to be having surgery on his foot this coming um, Monday. The 23rd, uh, lift him up in prayer. Brenda Parker is going to be having biopsy done for concerning breast, possibility of breast cancer is what some doctors are looking at. And also remember uh, Jerry Sellers, he had a prostate uh, biopsy done on yesterday, yesterday and should be getting results back next week. Do remember him in prayer. And then um, uh, Bobby Goforth, that's Marshall uh, Goforth's brother. I believe he lives in Merritt Island, Florida. Um, in his 80s and all this was in a car accident somebody hit him but he had a lot of injury to his shoulder and arm and so do remember Bobby Goforth that's Marshall Goforth's brother and uh, Beth Ellis has gotten her uh, MRI results and um, now waiting to talk to the surgeon and trying to get all that scheduled and also do lift her up in prayer uh, but what praise we had this past Sunday, Jim Fagan just last week had um, bypassed uh, four stents. He had four stents put in and was in church on Sunday. So praise the Lord for that. Continue to lift up uh, these many needs. You may have a need, let me know. Those same telephone number, same email uh, address uh, that you can let me know about your prayer needs. 
Uh, let's go to the Lord as I close this out today. Father, You are a mighty God, and we turn all these prayer needs over to You. Lord, hospital, test, uh, treatments, waiting, patients, we pray for all this, Lord. And Lord, we just thank You that You are um, God still of miracles. And Lord, for the people that are watching this, listening to this, their needs, their concerns, Lord, just thank You that You're going to answer their prayers. They truly trust in You. Lord, thank You what You're going to do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, may God bless you. And uh, yes, I'll somehow get this done next week, even though next week is going to be Thanksgiving. Can you believe that? Have a great Thanksgiving, and may God bless you.